Hello and welcome to the Empire Rolls podcast. Well, it's been a few topsy-turvy days in the world of a Reading Football Club. We've had the drama of the transfer window. We had expectations going up ridiculously high amongst some of our fans. And then we went to Hull City and managed to get a 2-1 defeat. Welcome back to Reality Reading Football Club. And to help me talk us through those last few days and what's going to be happening in the future, hopefully, in a positive tone, is uh, Chris Scott. Hi, Chris. Hello, you all right? I'm all right. I'm all right, yeah. The second take of that was better than the first take, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah a little bit. A little bit. <laughs> <laughs> So, yesterday we went to Hull City, we managed to lose 2-1 with game, really, of the kind of proverbial two halves. First half, pretty flat. Um, even Gomez, after the match, was saying that the players lack spirit, just really disappointed with him. Sounds like he gave them a bit of a rocket at half-time, essentially. Second half, much better. Uh, what did you think of the match, uh, Chris? Um... I think the transfer deadline day a few days were more interesting than the match, to be honest. They um, First, I mean, when a keeper makes a howler like that two minutes in, it just sets the tone. And I sat there and just thought, oh, here we go again. And then they just sounded all over the shop first half. Not really any style. And then they get to half-time. I mean, even the second goal, when you see it, I mean, I don't know where our two centre-halves are. He's just completely on his own, basically just in front of the penalty spot. Simple header. Um we didn't really get into the first half at all. And then, like you say, I think Gomez gave him a bit of a rocket at half-time because they came out a lot different. And by full-time, we were unlucky. Probably should have at least got a draw. You've got... I mean, Zhao hit the post in the first half, but, I mean, Puskas should have... I mean, he should have scored, but the ball was difficult. It was on the rise as he hit it on the half volley, and the keeper was so close. But with the amount of chance we created, we probably should have got a draw from the game. But sums up Reading's luck in the last two or three seasons, I expect. And with the yeah, penalty incident so, with Maite as well, which... Yeah, we're going through all that now because we're going yeah. through the game as we go through it. But... disappointing, but to be expected with the changes we had. Yeah. yeah we, well, we saw three changes straight away. We saw three of the new signings coming in. We saw Pele coming in. We saw Boye coming in. And we saw Jao coming in. With Barrow looking like he's uh, going to be close to finalising his deal to a team in Turkey. That might well have happened when I'm recording this. Barrett also out of the team. And Danny Loder, who also had a few issues on transfer deadline day as well. Well, first couple of minutes, it was quite uh, quite even, really. And uh, then Jal Virginia came into the game in a way that he will not be happy about. Um, we've got to look at the goal and say... Yidam didn't also cover himself in glory there. Uh, for the second week running, we've been caught out on the right-hand side of our defence, a player cutting left and then going right, and just completely bewildering our defender. Last week it was Liam Moore, this week it's Yidam. It was, it was a shot, but it was a, so, so weak. I mean, he, could, he should catch that, really. It was not. I mean, he'd got to go for at least for corner, would you think, Chris? It didn't. I mean, it's one of those shots that you didn't even need to dive. You just stand, stand your ground, you're near post, and you just block it like keepers do. They spread themselves. He, but he jumped up in the air and then twisted his body and then... T oh, I don't know what he did, to be honest. But it was... It's like a back pass, wasn't it? I know Yeardom, I do agree, gave their left winger far too much space. He was about six, seven yards away from him. I mean, he should have been so much tighter. But then it doesn't matter about what Yeardom did. The shot was poor. Keeper should have said. Corner and absolute worst. And two minutes in, you saw that. I think it was you that shared that clip when it went in. Liam Moore just shrugged his shoulders and was like, here we go. I mean, what can we do? 
I mean, Yeardon was at fault, but Virginia has to take the majority of the blame there for me. Yeah, I mean, Grzycki was kind of torturing us for the first 25 minutes. Yeah. He's, a, he's a good player. He's a genuinely good player. I mean, he, Definitely. More than, I mean, uh, in the first 20 minutes, you've got to say Hull had quite a few chances to score goals or came close to getting to that final pass. Um, I don't know what we're going to do about Joel Virginia. I mean, I think Raphael has to come in, but it's a tricky one with a young keeper like that. And we also have no idea what Raphael's going to be like. No, I mean, you just think he's played a lot more games than Virginia. Now, I think after the Sheffield Wednesday game, I didn't see why he got the stick he did. I didn't think any of the goals were particularly his fault. But he's on social media and he's been caned since minute one, really, hasn't he, playing. And whether players say they don't look on social media, they definitely do. And then to make a howler like that two minutes in, his confidence is going to be shot to pieces. And if you look at what Gomez said after the game and what Jonathan Lowe said, what he said to the written press, I'll be surprised if Virginia starts next Sunday, to be honest. Yeah, I'd be the same here. I'd, I'd be surprised. I think Raphael will probably start against Wickham. But again, well. we have no idea whether he's necessarily better, but he's got no. certainly got a better pedigree and has shown in the past that he's played there at 19. He's only played under 23 football, Virginia. So it's yeah. a massive step up, isn't it? Yeah, it's a huge step up to play in the championship when you've had no games like that. That is a really tough ask. I mean, if we put in one of our own academy goalkeepers, we'd be slightly concerned. So what's the difference between that and another academy goalkeeper? It doesn't matter whether he was at Barcelona. He still hasn't played competitive You've never played, football. you've never played, have you? No, no. Um, then we move on to the uh, second goal in the 17th minute, in the 15th minute, which was from Irvine... Bowen gets too much space, gets, gets in a really good cross. I mean, that's a perfect cross, but there's no one near him. I mean, Liam Moore looks around, Miazga looks around. Should a midfielder be tracking him? Pele's kind of in nowhere land. I mean, we can move on to Pele as well, quickly talk about him after this. But I don't know. What did you think of the second goal, Chris? I think it's collectively. I think Richards got turned a little too easily for me, although he had a good game, to be fair mm. to him. It was a brilliant cross, but... You can't leave a player completely on your own in the middle of 18-yard box. I mean, Miazga and Moore were split. The midfield, either Rinomoto or Pele, hadn't tracked anyone in the box. He was just completely on his own. It's just a free header, which at that level, you just shouldn't be seeing that, should you? I mean, at least if he wins the header when he's being marked and he gets above our man, you sort of go, fair enough, but it's just a free header. And it yeah. just shouldn't happen, should it, really? And I think... Part of that will come to the, which was being discussed a lot of social media about Moore and Miazga not playing the right positions for me. And I think things like that is, they're the opposite sides. You shouldn't think it should make a lot of difference, but it clearly does. And they they were so spread apart, which I don't think a centre-half pairing when a cross is coming in like that should be that split for me. No, I, I, I agree with you. I'm not quite sure what we're gaining from this um, switching the sides. I know that last week uh, Gomez said that offensively it helped more, but let's be frank, That's we need rocks. to actually... Yeah, we have to actually stop conceding goals. That is a basic thing. I'm not saying it rather just because than... you switch sides, it's going to all of a sudden stop, because that's not just our issue. It's protecting the back four as well, because yeah. like we've just said, there's no tracker for that uh, Irvine scoring that goal at all. Um as I mentioned in Pele, what, what did you make of his kind of overall game? He was ring rusty. I mean, that much was obvious, but I don't think he played a lot of pre-season. I think he did some nice bits, obviously, for our goal. He broke up their play 
I mean, he stumbled forward a bit with it, but laid off to Swift and then we progressed from there and scored. Um, I think you can see there's a player in there. And I think once he gets some game time under him, he'd be, I think he'd be okay. But again, when you bring in that many new players who haven't played a lot and I mean, he only played nine times in four months at Forest, so he obviously wasn't a regular there. Um, but I don't know, Rinomosa hasn't started the season the same as he did last season either. So I think there's just a lot of ring rustiness between all of them, to be honest. And it's a bit of a shame there's the Wickham game this week for me. I'd have quite liked them just to have a solid week of training. Because mm. obviously they probably won't train Monday, they won't train Wednesday, and then that week split again. Whereas if they'd have had a solid week of playing together, it would have been good, but... Is what it is, isn't it? Yeah, the thing is, I mean, having said that, if we manage to get a win at Wickham, any win we will take at the moment because it just builds a tiny bit of confidence, doesn't it? I mean, I would play our first team against Wickham. Yeah, I'd play a lot of them as well because they need to be playing together. Yeah. We did uh, last season, didn't we, against Birmingham. I know it didn't really work out, but I could see the logic in it of playing quite a lot of them. We won the game 2-0 against their reserves, essentially. Yeah. But... One player I thought who did do uh, well on his debut was uh, Boye. I thought he looked quite nice, actually. In the 17th minute, he puts in a lovely pass for Lucas Jow, which he takes down on his chest, kind of dips it over the defender, so it lands perfectly on Lucas Jow, and then he has a shot, which is nice. It's a really difficult shot he's taken, and it hits the post. Unfortunately, Mate can't get near the rebound. It just bounces away from him. That's not a kind of slight on Mate. You couldn't get to it. But I thought Bayo was quite good. What did you think of him, Chris? Yeah, no, I thought he was decent. I um, I watched the game whilst having the Radio Barch commentary on. And, um, I mean, they were from the first set, they were caning him, saying he didn't look like a winger. And Glenn Little, which I put on Twitter, was saying, he can't be a winger, he's got no pace. And that was a bit ironic, coming from Glenn Little, wasn't it? I mean, come on. It's a little bit. Um, and then, basically, they caned him the first couple of minutes. And then, from then on, I thought he played really well. I'm not sure if that's his position, no, Personally, I think he wants to be more central in the John Swift role. Um, but I mean, that was a great pass to Zhao. And again, he had the red in luck of it hits the inside of the post. But of course, it doesn't hit it and go in. It goes straight across the goal. So um, it was unfortunate. It would have been a brilliant goal. I mean, he, it was kind of weirdly similar to his actual goal, the way he brought it yes. down, cut inside, Very hit it. Um, yeah. But no, it was unfortunate, but sums our play up, doesn't it? <laughs> it does. Yeah, I mean, it's a shame he got substituted. I'm... I'm hoping that isn't an injury. I know he kind of kind of got fouled just before half-time, uh, Lucas Bell, but um... It's one of those that I think almost... Not that I hope it was an injury, but if it wasn't an injury, I'm not sure why they took him off, personally. No, no, no. I wouldn't understand it because I thought he was having a good game. But having said that, in the second half, we actually played a lot better. So <laughs> whatever we did, yeah. it actually did work in some strange way. I think that was part of the bollocking that uh, Gomez yes. was at half-time. I would assume there was uh, words had at halftime because he was just flat. We were just kind of accepting it. And it looked like we, at one point, it looked like we could get beat 3 4 nil quite comfortably at halftime, I would say. I was kind of fearful of her. But in the second half, he was essentially all us, really. I felt he was kind of real, really quite dominant, not constant shots and, you know, goalkeeper making dramatic saves. But we were predominantly in the whole half. And it felt like that most of the time. So we saw Puskas come on at half time and uh, Boye going off. Puskas, he's got some nice touches straight away. He looks just, a little bit like Pookie. You can just see 
you know when you see those players that like someone like Maite who stumbles and you, you know you never know what you're going to get whereas him instantly you could see he was just that slightly class above the way he brought the ball down laid it off spun out found positions um I mean he should have scored with that one that hit the bar but I mean he hit a few other chances keeper saved one the other one side netting but I'll hit, I mean you'll see him come in I'm pretty sure it's probably down to the amount of training sessions he had as to why he didn't start but you can see he there's a player in there. If we can just get him to score an early goal, I thought he played well. Like I said to you before we started recording, we should have had a draw from that game yesterday overall. The way we dominated the second half, whether or not we, like you say, created a hatful of chances, but just the way we dominated in the final third and with the chances we missed and his one especially that hit the bar, we should have got a point. Yeah, they couldn't get out <clears throat> in the second half. It's only in the last kind of 10 minutes they slightly relieved the pressure and maybe some of that is fitness with some of our players that have come in and those kind of things. There was a lot of tactical changing there. We saw Swift move to the left-hand side in the second half. We saw Jao coming slightly deeper. But it did kind of work. Um, 52nd minute penalty. Was it a penalty on Yaku Meite? Well, I think it looking was back, it probably was. But I can see why he didn't give it. But it's, I also found it was, I always find Reading, I've always found, we're always too nice. And when that penalty, when you watch it and that penalty incident happened, no one even called for it. Even Maite didn't, the referee wasn't, not saying we should hound the referee, but they were all just jogging and saw it happen and no one raised their arms or shouted or anything. It's like they didn't think it was a penalty, but you see those ones happen all the time where the keeper's basically gone to swing to kick the ball but Maite's nicked it away and just booted him in the shin. I mean, it was when the linesman was right on that side, I'm really surprised it wasn't given, to be honest. Yeah. When I saw it the first time when I was watching it, I didn't think it was a penalty. But when you see it back, it's pretty clear. He's had a sneaky little kick there because he's yeah. panicked and he's realised that he's been caught out. So he's got away with one there completely. Definitely. And if we score a little bit earlier, it's 2-1. It changes the dynamic of the game, doesn't it? Instead of scoring in the kind of uh, 66 minute, we're actually scoring in the 52nd, which is a big difference, isn't it? Definitely. We kind of just kind of pressurising, kept pressurising. Um, then Jao gets his goal in the 66 minute with a really nice crossfield pass from Swift. Yet again, he cuts to go back on his right. Then he eventually switches it to his left. It's a really good finish catches the goalkeeper out on his near post. I mean, if he's going to be playing like this every week, Lucas Jow, he's going to be a really good signing because he held the ball up really well, linked it. He's had one off the post. He scored scored one. He can't ask much more from a striker on his debut, I think. No, I thought he played really well. He's just, he's what we've missed in terms of, I know Maite's the big lump style centre forward, but he doesn't really hold the ball up because he hasn't got that touch or finesse. Whereas Zhao, he can have the ball at his feet. Like we saw for Sheffield Wednesday last week, he had players bouncing off him and the ball was still staying at his feet, laying it off. And he can finish because that was his weaker foot that obviously he scored with this weekend. And if we can get him and... I don't know how it's going to work. Obviously, Gomez seems like a forward three, but I'd quite like just him and Puskas up front as a two. I think they could cause a lot of problems for central defenders. You could have a three-five-two. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, that's I. Funnily enough, put that mm. on Twitter this morning. I think the way he wants, because he likes his fullbacks to be really high up the pitch. Yes. 
But doing that is all well and good. But if you're just leaving two centre-backs, it leaves them quite exposed. Whereas if there's a three, you've got a lot more cover there. So I would like to see him try it. But he's never played a three, I don't think, in all the time he's been No, I, I so don't think he has. I think it's I one can't of see it happening. No, I, I think you're right. I, I'm not sure it will ever happen. But we have got the ideal players to play that formation. I feel we could, we could have uh, Morrison, more Miazga. Yeah. We could also have Richards on the left-hand side. We have Yadam on the right-hand side. It They're fits. always built for wing-backs, their styles. Yes. Aren't yeah, they? Totally. Because obviously Richards was a... Well, actually, Yadam, both of them were original wingers that then probably weren't quite good enough to be wingers and have been converted back to full-backs. But... They're both good going forward, can both cross the ball. It's, I don't know, to me, it's crying out fairly obvious that that's the formation switch, but I don't think Gomez will do it personally. No, I don't, I, no I'm not convinced he will do it, but I would like to see it. We're both agreed on that, aren't we? Yeah. <laughs> one day, one day he will listen to us. <laughs> so in the 70th minute, we saw Adam come on for Pele. Um, Adam... That was not, I wouldn't say that was probably the highlight of his professional career, that performance that, uh, yesterday. It was, we know there's better player in there, and it, we can see it. We saw better last weekend against Sheffield Wednesday, but yesterday, every single thing he seemed to touch, it just wasn't working for him, apart from something later when he nearly set up a goal. But they were just kind of, it's taken free kicks. It, none of them from that corner in the left-hand side of the pitch. Swift was the same. They couldn't seem to get the ball above two yards off the ground. It was just quite why, unusual. Just why can't we take set plays? Oh, God, sorry for swearing, but we are so shit at set plays. We have no. been for so long. What do they do in training? I mean, time and time again, we don't beat the first man. And it's so infuriating. I get, I get that the wind was bad yesterday. I totally understand that. But from a dead ball once they could get it to sit and not blow off like it kept doing. From a dead ball, I'm sorry, when that you've got to beat the first man from set plays. And when you don't, it just you've got your centre halves up. And especially now, we're quite a big side with Moore, Miazga, Jao, Puskas. We're quite a tall team, which we haven't been for a long time. Mm. Yet if you don't beat your first man, it doesn't matter, does it? Like yeah. just it's infuriating. But it's always been the case, and I can't see it ever changing, to be honest. No, I, sadly, I don't think I can as well. I mean, I don't know. I mean, they must know those players. It's not like they're trying to do it, is it? Swift and whoever's taking them. We've only seen a multitude. The only player I've seen take decent-ish set pieces in the last few years was uh, some bloke who's now playing for a team in Germany, which we won't even mention his name, <laughs> Mr. Baker. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah I mean, if that, we go back quickly to Rinomato, that's... Rinomoto, that's another reason why he's not as good this season is because of Lewis Baker isn't there to help yeah, him. Clearly. Um, but in terms of Adam, I think we were on top before they brought him on and Swift was playing really well on the left. Yes, and then we then switched it. they brought it. Adam on and then switched it when... I don't get why we switched it when we're on top. No. See, there was no need. There was no need to make that change at all. I get it if we were on the back foot, but we were clearly on the front foot and then he switched it and then... But, I mean, we changed formation, what, four, five times yesterday? And I don't really know why. No, Gomez's uh, tactics, they are, I mean, he's struggling to find a team, isn't he? He's got so many new players and he hasn't had the availability. So we're all confused. If we sat here, both of us, right now and said, what's our best starting eleven? We could probably come up with three different answers, couldn't we? Yeah, definitely. <laughs> Which is mad. I mean, it's, it's hard because where they haven't trained for long enough and you haven't seen them in the systems, it's going to, I think it was you that put it on Twitter, so it's going to take... 
four or five weeks. And like Gomez said in his post-match, he wished he could start pre-season now because that's what you do in pre-season, isn't it? You do form, but when you're in league, you don't have the luxury of playing around with formations, which he's tried to do yesterday, but I don't know, it didn't work for me. He needs to get that sorted pretty sharpish. Otherwise, we're going to find ourselves six, nine points adrift if we're not careful. Yeah, I wonder if uh, we're trying to create some kind of um, behind closed door friendly against some non-legal team or something at some point in the next few weeks because just games, just playing together, just getting a shape and tactics and it doesn't matter what what the score is or anything, that's irrelevant. It's just playing together, isn't it, against some kind of opposition that you're not 100% sure what they're going to do in your own players. Yeah, exactly. If we don't know what we're doing and the opposition don't know what we're doing, we're pretty stuffed, aren't we? We have not. No, it's really difficult. I can see why he's struggling with it. I know some people are saying, oh, Gomez, you know, if you look at his run in the last since he's been here, for, uh, it's not that impressive. But come on, look, we have to give him time here. He kept us up last season by seven points when we all thought we were doomed. I know he had good signings, but I think getting on his back after two games of this season, when we're going into the season and having a whole pre-season tour... With, was it 50% academy players? I mean, the club hampered him, didn't they? I mean, yes. what the, he said at the end of last season, within two weeks, I want players out and know who I'm getting in. Instead, the bulk of our transfers happened in the last 48 hours of the transfer window. He had his hands tied behind his back. He was doing pre-season with kids that he knew weren't going to play. Like the likes of, I don't like saying it, but likes of Josh Barrett. He will barely get any game time this season, which yeah. is harsh because he's a graduate and he's come through the academy, but... Now, with the position he plays is where we've signed numerous players, and I don't think we'll see much of him, yet he was involved in the whole pre-season. So it's kind of a bit backwards, really. He's, Gomez's hands were definitely tied behind his back. So a lot yeah, of- you're right, because we've got now we've got Swift there, we've got Ijari there, and we've got Boy there. I just cannot see him getting... He's fourth at best, isn't he? I yep. just can't see him. He's going to have to go out on loan again, isn't he? Probably. But getting back to the match, which did happen, uh, Puskas had another chance in the 73rd minute to get us back to 2-0. A nice pass from Richards, from what you said earlier, I agree as well. Richards had a good game yesterday. He's now had two good games. I think he stepped up from last season. But Puskas maybe should have done a little bit better. He hits it kind of straight at the goalkeeper. Then he has another one in the 82nd minute and hits the uh, side netting. But the one chance when we really possibly could have scored. It's not a tap-in. It's not one of those ones when you go, he definitely should score. As in, no, maybe he should score. But one of those when you say, oh, that's an absolute clanger. 87th minute, Swift puts in a free kick. Bizarrely, Charlie Adam out-jumps Miazga. I've no idea how that happens. (laughs) Gets a header, which is perfect. It lands nicely for Puskas, but he spins as a striker does. And I reckon you'll see that chance in training... 90% 90% of the time he's going to score there. It's just unfortunate it hits the bar. Um, what do you think of the miss? It was it was one of those tough ones, wasn't it? Because he hits it on the swivel, the ball's on the half bounce, but rising, it's not... He hasn't hit it on the half bounce. The keeper's closing him down. He's about four yards out. He almost... It's one of those ones he almost connected too well with it. Yes. He almost wanted it because he connects it and he hit it quite hard and just went up and then hit the bar. Whereas if he'd mishit it, then it probably would have gone in, to be honest. But yeah. it was one of those, like you say, nine times out of ten, he would score that. But again, it's the red in luck, isn't it? That Of course, it hits the top of the bar rather than underneath and drops in. So 
I mean, no, you're right. It could have hit the bottom of the bar, then comes off the goalie and goes in. That's, that's when you know your luck's in, isn't it? Yeah. When you get that moment. And from the rebound, it goes to Mate. <laughs> Mate I'm not does... sure what he was doing with his technique there. Mate just... does what Mate does best, where 80% of the time he tries to take the lever off the football when he shoots. He doesn't, he's got no finesse about him. He will try and lump it as hard as he can. And he just, I don't know, he just completely mishit it, which you come to expect, unfortunately, a lot yeah. of Mate. Um, he just shanked it completely, didn't yeah, he? Basically. Definitely. And then in the last few minutes, maybe kind of petered out a little bit for us. It was a lack of effort, i got to say that. I just think we put all our kind of cards on the table and we were kind of struggling at this point. We brought bit, on Morrison. But... It was a bit like um, Sheffield Wednesday game when it went to injury time. We were just fannying around with it at the back and then just after six or seven passes, just lumping it forward. And you just, there was no, there was no urgency in either game. And you just think in that situation, like, like Sheffield Wednesday, we had seven minutes and didn't test their keeper once. And we didn't I think there was three minutes yesterday and we didn't test their keeper again. There's just, you saw when the final whistle went swift, I think it was swift, Rinomos or someone else was playing triangles on the halfway line. And then the ref blew up, went, well, you lot clearly aren't asked about scoring an equaliser here. So I'll blow up. <laughs> no, it is confusing to make any sense because we've got up front at that point, I would say we've probably got Miazga, we had Jao, we had Morrison. Puss I mean, guess. the tactic was pretty clear. Yes. As you would say, in an old-fashioned sense, just get it in the mixer. <laughs> and they did everything apart from getting it in the mixer. Yeah, even Barcelona, when you see them play, that's the second time I mentioned them as on this podcast. If you see them in the last few minutes, if they're really struggling, they will go long ball. They really will if they need You're not going to score from the halfway line no, playing it, playing it around there. It's just... Lump it in, you could get an own goal, you could get a penalty, you could get anything. But I get it if they were doing it to try and play the classic saying through the thirds, but they weren't. They yeah. were just passing it round like they were trying to waste time like we were 2-1 up. Very yes, it was. If it's 10 minutes to go, I understand that. Keep to that. But when you've got 20 seconds to go, come on. <laughs> that thing it's is clear. Science, it most it? probably won't work, but having the ball outside your own penalty area, it will definitely not work. You're not going to score from that. Uh, so we are now third bottom of the championship. So that is the good news. We've moved up the table. We're only one win away from uh, mid-table obscurity. So I don't think we should be uh, too much doomsday about this situation at the moment. If you are, that's fair enough. That's your opinion. But I think we're not that far away. The second half performance gave me a lot of confidence for us going forward. Plenty of players in there with far more ability than we saw in the Sheffield Wednesday match. I mean, Jao on his own was good. If Puskas can just get a goal, he's going to be off and running. I can see him getting quite a few goals in the championship. Then we bring back Ajaria in probably next week as well. He's another good player. We don't need to worry about him. Then we have possibly, we don't really know, but possibly a better goalkeeper. It kind of steadies it. If you don't concede that first goal today so early, it changes the whole manner and tempo of the match. That just gives whole momentum. And we're always trying to catch up at the moment, like we did last week. We need to score the first goal. We need to create the action instead of trying to always chasing it. What do you think our expectations are for the season, realistically now, Chris, after the transfer window? For me, it's got to be top half. I mean, you can't, you can't spend... I know we haven't spent the money and that's the argument that a lot of people say, but effectively we've spent close to 12, 13 million on two strikers. Now, 
you can't be spending that type of money. I know it's over four or five years and we haven't spent that much up front, but we're still going to outlay that money in the end. Mm. And you can't be spending that much money to go, oh, I just hope to stay up. You've got to yeah. be, with the players we've got, I mean, is playoffs, playoffs probably a push because they haven't jailed and we started off terribly, but you've got to be 10th, 12th, really, with the squad we've got. It, it would look, like Gomez said, he's created his own pressure because... The club have finally backed him and he's got what he wanted. We now need to build a team and play how they should, if that makes sense. Yeah. And just get and play, more importantly, just play for 90 minutes. Just when was the last time we saw a Reading team collectively play well for 90 minutes? It's always a half here and a half there or 20 minutes here. And that's that's why we've been where we are the last two seasons. Yeah, that is absolutely right. I totally agree with that because we just, there's no consistency, is there? That's why we're down the bottom. We are, there is a consistency. We're consistently poor, aren't we? <laughs> that is the issue. Um, but hopefully with the quality, I think, I think if I was to say realistic target for me, it hasn't really changed that much from before the start of the season because I thought I was being ridiculously uh, optimistic there. And I said 13th. Maybe, I'm sure the board would be expecting a lot more than that. If we were to finish 13th this season or 12th in that kind of bracket of teams, I'd be more than happy because that's progress. And you build that foundation, as I was saying on the Transfer Deadline Day uh, podcast, that if you build that, then you have that base to build on in the next summer. And then all the players know how they're going to go into the next season. You've got them all settled in. And then you don't have to do small tinkering instead of getting in 10 players. Beginning 10 players every single window that it's going to be so difficult to have a successful season. Well, it just doesn't work, does it? You look at the times we've got promoted, 10 of the 11 were picked, played every time. Like the other gate, when we won the league by 106 points, it was just occasionally we brought John Oster in. But majority yeah. of the time, we played... Yeah, Chris Makin occasionally. <laughs> yeah, but you just don't... No top team... Okay, Manchester City are different. They've got yeah. 24 players who are all internationals. They can switch 11s, but... Anyone in this type league, you have to have 90% of a settled team week in, week out to gel, form an understanding and click. If you don't, you can't be making four or five changes, which for the last two or three seasons, Reading have always done. And there's a reason why if you make that many changes, you finish where we've been finishing. Yeah, we need to be going into the matches knowing nine of the 11 players that are going to play almost certain Definitely. And then you think just occasional things with injuries and a little bit of form. But we haven't seen that for so long. Yeah, again, go back to what we were saying. That's another reason why we are where we are. We just, um, yeah. But I think there's a basis there that could be built on with the back four, five, three, whichever one you're going to have. But the midfield is going to be really complex. Who's going to play in there? Swift, Dejaria, Boy, Adam. Um, I don't think Lode is going to see much action. There's so many names in there with Rinomoto as well. <sighs> Who's going to play in all those games? There'll be changes of form up front as well. We've got issues as well. Will we play two? I agree that we should see Jao and uh, Puskas play together. But are we going to play the formation to see that? Are we going to see us kind of split two maybe? I'm not sure. It's difficult. I would like to see a front two. The front three... Last season, to an extent, worked. But when you've got like Barrow, when he was obviously he's going, but he was a winger that we converted into like an inside forward, I guess. And playing that front three kind of worked because he would stretch us one side. But we don't have those type players now. And to me, we're built 
to have two up front and one sitting in behind, either Ajaria, Boye or Swift to sit there. Um, but like we said, I don't think that's the formation he's going to play. So it's going to be interesting to see how he, I mean, it's, that's what he's paid the big bucks for, isn't it? To make these decisions. Cause I don't really have a clue what he's going to do, but I just hope he doesn't chop and change week in, week out. Cause that's not going to help anything. No, no, there's, he needs to find some balance and not keep on changing tactics of the team during the match. Just constantly. feels Which like is weird because he didn't really do that switching. last season. I found we were kind of settled in terms of... No, I don't think he was because of the reason we were settled, like you just said. Yeah. Whereas now, I mean, I don't know. I don't think he really knew what he was doing yesterday to a certain extent. No. No, I, I, and I have some sympathy for that as well because none of us know the exact team as well. And he hit on something, but then he changed it so it didn't work quite as well which seemed a little bit confusing to me. But yeah. one thing I will say about Lucas Jow yesterday, last season we saw the debut of Nelson Oliveira at Bolton away. He hadn't played for a long time, so it's not exactly the same. But I thought Lucas Jow's performance yesterday was even better than uh, Nelson Oliveira in that game against Bolton last season. He's got... I love Nelson Oliveira. I wish we really could have signed him. I really rated yeah. him. But I would say Lucas Jow's got more about... I know I'm not just going off one game... But he's got more about. He's got more of a presence. Holds the ball up more. I know Sheffield Wednesday fans say you get that one in ten, and he's lazy. But if you get the right manager, but then he always knew he was never starting at Sheffield Wednesday, didn't he? He was like seen as this impact sub. Whereas if at Reading he knows he's going to be playing week in week out, you've got the Portuguese coach, the Portuguese player. You would hope if anyone could get the best out of him, it would be Gomez. And he started well. He's got all the attributes to be a top player. And if we can get it out of him, then. I think we could be laughing. He's got a bit of pace as well. He's not yeah. lightning, but and he's a lot as well, isn't he? I mean, yeah, I saw it when they all walked out, and they, you know, when they do the lineup at the beginning of the game. I think he was next to Omar Richards. He's like double the size. He's an absolute. And even when you looked along the line, he was a good, looked like a good two foot above anyone else. So I think that will come in dead handy, and we've needed that for a long time. Yeah, physical presence up front. It yeah. really makes a big difference, doesn't Massive. it? I mean, we saw Mate's got the physical presence. But he hasn't got the technique, I don't think, to play that role at all. He can play wide, he can play kind of a striker, but yeah, holding the ball up is not his uh, greatest bit of uh, play. Well, we've got Wickham coming up as well during the week in a League Cup match. <sighs> Probably, like we were saying earlier, it's going to be a lot of first-team players. Well, Ajari playing this match? Probably Raphael, maybe. I would um, like we're trying to, to think see... of the players that would probably drop out. We probably won't risk players like Moore and Miazga, I would I, think. I don't think he will. I personally would like to see the team he wants to play against Cardiff. Because mm. like we've been saying, we have no cohesion. There's no click amongst the players. Whereas if you can get 90 minutes in the cup game if, with the players you want to play with, it's going to benefit them so much. Um, he won't. And I think it will be five, six changes from... Saturday just gone but I would like to see I don't see the benefit of bringing in the Barretts and the McIntyres I know it's good for them for their development and their game time but we're here right now I don't to a certain extent don't care about their development right now I just want a Reading team to click and I think it would help massively if we tried to pick a similar team that we wanted against Cardiff to try and help them get to know each other because like we said you're not going to probably didn't train today there's then going to be, what, a walkthrough on Monday? They never train a lot before a game. They then probably have Wednesday off. 
So it's a broken week where these players can't train together. So just play them in a game together is my thought process. Yeah, yeah, no, I think you're probably right. We'll probably see Morrison play. I'd be amazed yeah. if he doesn't play. He's going to yeah. come in, isn't he? He needs to play a game. Yeah. So hopefully we'll manage to get a win there. Our Wickham won't be an easy game. That's definitely not going to be a simple one, especially with the way we're getting a lack of results at the moment. Um, then we've got our friend Neil Warnock returning next Sunday. Everybody loves Neil Warnock, don't they? No, they definitely do not. Everyone, not everyone loves him. He's already digging out. He was already digging us out yesterday, saying, "Yes." You even look at the likes of Reading that have spent. I mean, he said twenty million, which we haven't spent twenty million. And he had a little dig that Puskas was their second choice of who they wanted to sign. But I mean, he's he loves the war of words, doesn't he? It's just he's I I've always found him quite funny. He's just a wind up merchant, and he must sit at home and just chuckle to himself watching everyone get irate about him because he does it on purpose. He does it on purpose. <laughs> oh, it works. Oh, he, yeah. you can't look at it as successful. I mean, he's got Cardiff promoted to the Premier. I know they've been relegated, but I mean, still, so what. It's hardly a surprise they got relegated, was it? And they've hardly gone out and gone absolutely crazy with the money. I know there was the unfortunate incident with the obviously the French striker dying in a plane crash, but um, it's a. I don't know. That is a win. game. I think we have to win. Have to win. Yeah, we, I think if just, we go three games. Go three games losing, and then God, if we lose to Wickham as well, there's going to be a lot of miserable Reading fans. I mean. If we get, I mean, out of the two, I'd happily lose to Wickham if it meant we won. Obviously, you don't get that choice. I'd like to see win them both, to be honest. Cardiff, probably a good time to play them early in the season because I think they might be there or thereabouts again. But at home, but it's on Sky, isn't it? And yeah. we're notoriously crap on Sky. So I wish it wasn't on Sky, to be honest. But You reckon that's the difference between us actually winning the league? If we had no games on Sky? Yeah, yeah. well, actually, no, because Sky hate us anyway. We're only on there about twice a season anyway. We're not Leeds, are we? Well, at least their predictions are right from Mr David Prutton. He keeps on saying we're going to lose. And he, at the moment, he's just sat there going, yeah, I'm right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> we're, not, we're not making his job hard, are we? <laughs> no, that's going to be a tough one. I mean, I know Cardiff only got a really late winner yes against uh, Luton Town, but... They've got some quality players in their team for the championship. They've got players like Flint in there, Murphy. Th- these players know how to, you know, bang it out in the, basically in the championship. And with the manager of Neil Warnock, he's um, renowned for industrial teams. Yeah, yeah, putting it nicely. He's what you. He's he's old school, isn't he? But he is. it's, it seems to work. Cause he's got a lot of promotions on his CV, so people mm. don't people like to see the pretty football. But at the end of the day. If they go up and then they make the hundreds of millions you get from Sky and the TV revenue, then he's done his job, hasn't he? Well, do you think uh, his team, Cardiff, in the last 20 or 30 seconds yesterday, <laughs> no. uh, played with the round with the ball outside their own penalty area? They would have got so. that ball in there. That ball would have been in there three times in 30 seconds. And if it's... they had done that, the players doing it probably would have had broken noses in the changing room after, I would have thought. <laughs> probably. Yeah. Cool. Okay, then. Well, thanks a lot for um, uh, listening. Uh, We will be back uh, next week. Not doing one after the Wicked match. That's a bit too keen. I will be back next Sunday. And uh, hopefully we'll be talking about our first win. Uh, It's really... Yeah, we need that massively. If we get that, I think all the pressure is just slightly relieved. I quite like to see Puskas get a goal. I don't care how we win. I don't care if it's a last-minute own goal off the ref's arse. Just let us win a match. Just let it happen. Okay, then. Thanks a lot for uh, listening. Cheers. Bye.